All right, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Microsoft 365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hazy, and I'm thrilled today that we have another special guest joining us. DC, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself for all of our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you, Antonio and Mike, all of you for having me on this episode. I'm DC Padur. I'm a program manager with the SharePoint Experiences team. And I focus on helping our customers with their modern intranets, the ability to build up intranets, sustain the intranets, and have the end users get the maximum benefit out of those intranets. That's my focus. And I work on publishing systems and features that help our customers with their modern intranets. Fantastic. Mike and Antonio, do you want to finish the round of intros? Sure. Uh, and I am Mike Malran. And I'm Antonio Mayo. Perfect. So all of our listeners know that normally we come with every episode, we pull a question out of our user question jar and we take it away. Um, but since we have DC joining us, um, uh, we're going to instead uh, literally as many as we can fit in, we're going to ask him as many questions as we possibly can about modern intranets, home sites and the like. And um, DC, it can get a little bit tough um, because many times Antonio and Mike and I will start asking questions. We're supposed to go one at a time, but then we'll start with the 27 part questions. So <laughs> good luck. Um, Guilty. <laughs> are you ready, DC? I'm ready. I'll All right. Cheer it up. Um, I have a hard question and it's a pretty detailed question to get us started, okay? So we've got the new at Microsoft Ignite this year, they announced the, the SharePoint app bar, right? Which has four tiles on it. The top tile is called global, global navigation. Global navigation is configured in your home site settings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What on earth happens if you don't yet have a home site defined for your tenant? How do you define your global navigation? The simple answer is just pick a communication site and make that your home site that allows you to nav uh, create the global navigation experience on that site. So the question to be asked though is, why does a customer not have the home site and where are they going with their internet experience? So as you mentioned the SharePoint app bar, it is a, an add-on experience, an out-of-box experience for all modern experiences in your, uh, in your organization. So I would first ask the question of, what is the top of your internet? Is that not built on modern SharePoint? Why, and where is your journey taking you? And where, what is your roadmap to getting there? But for the corner scenario of somebody who's in the middle of a migration or in the middle of, we have not yet launched the top of our internet on a modern uh, communication site, but rest of our internet is pretty modern enough and we'd like to start doing this. The answer we give them is set up a communication site, make that your home site with, you don't have to treat that as your top of your internet yet because you're in the middle of your moving from whatever classic solution or other uh, experiences that you have. But while you're doing that, here it is, there is a communication site uh, earmarked as a home site on which you can start from where you can start managing your global navigation. So the rest of your organization already has the benefit of the app bar. And when you are ready to actually launch a modern communication site as the top of your internet, you can either switch it back to this home site or the existing home site can be launched as, a, uh, as the top of your internet and you can continue reaping the benefits of home site experiences on top of that. I only have 17 follow-up thoughts. Um, so that's why I'm here. 
Um, but I'll take but I'll take one. Here's what I love about that messaging in DC. Not surprised at the message, but here's when I talk to people about home sites and hubs, and you and I have had this conversation frequently. A lot of companies have built out SharePoint communication sites, but they've not necessarily elevated that to home site status yet in their tenant. And the mm -hmm. one thing that I saw immediately with this SharePoint app bar and the ability to manage that global navigation, this is a great reason to go ahead and get started with mm -hmm. defining the SharePoint communication site as your home site and start taking advantage of those home site features. And I think what I love about this announcement at Ignite, it is something tangible that a lot of companies are going to immediately take and is going to help propel them forward down that path. Absolutely. That's that's always been our stance with home sites. Is, uh, home site, but if you if you do you have a home site essentially means two things. Do you have the top of an intranet site? And is that built as a modern communication site? That's what a home site means. So if you already have a communication site, there is no downside to elevating it to being the home site. That tells Microsoft that this is the most important site of your organization. And as we talked about, and you and I have uh, talked about this, Sarah, is home site is where we want to bring more and more goodness. It, it is where we wanted to help our customers to, uh, have the successful intranet and make their users find that information wherever they are. And one way of doing that is, uh, is the global uh, nav on the SharePoint app bar. So wherever the users are in their entire SharePoint experience, they can quickly get back to the uh, home site or access the resources from the global navigation cur curated in the home site. Okay, so I have a, a follow-up question to, to this topic. Yeah that we hear all the time from the audiences and the uh, the customers. What advantages does the home site give me if I already have a communication site and I've branded it and it has all the information, it might be a hub site as well and has all the navigation there. What advantages to elevate it to a home site and does it give me more web parts that I don't have access to? Great question. So yeah, uh, the I'll answer the second part of the question first. So. The, uh, the home, all web parts that are uh, available in SharePoint can be used in all sites. So essentially home site, as uh, Sarah uh, mentioned, it's an elevation of an existing communication site. It does have what we call superpowers, and some of them are available for all other sites, and some are uniquely available only for this one site, and there are reasons for why we did that. So for example, if you think of the top of the internet, typically, in most organizations, I know there are exceptions, but in most organizations, it's one destination. So there is that one site which is special, very important. It's a branded location for a corporate communication, spends a lot of time on it. That's where everybody, you know, you boot up your browser, that's where your browser takes you to. It takes you to your home site. So there is that one destination. So our motivation was to help elevate that site in unique ways that help with the site's discoverability. When we initially launched, we did three things with that site. When you make a, a communication site your home site, it automatically sets the search to be the entire tenant wide. It automatically sets that site to be an organizational, organizational news site. And the third thing is it allows for a new uh, home button entry point in the SharePoint mobile app. 
So one of the big things of having a modern SharePoint based internet uh, is to have it be available on the go. So the SharePoint mobile app is a great way of having quick access to the resources of your uh, 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 your entire internet and specifically the top of your internet and having that one home button where imagine you are a new employee uh, on the go on the on the first day of your in an organization, you fire up your mobile app log in and you have uh, you know you don't have to remember the URL you don't have to have already bookmarked it somewhere it's right there the home button on your app bar uh, on the SharePoint app is right there to take you to your company's most important resources and following on from there is this year we announced when you have a home site it also allows you to curate global navigation on that site and it also allows you to make that uh, home site be pinnable as an app on the teams so these are special capabilities that are made available on the home site and that's why we are encouraging our our customers to uh, you know uh, build your top of your internet on a communication site and then make it a home site and there's more ideas we have on how to make this uh, unique value proposition going forward but in general this is our uh, approach at this point can i just do another one yeah <laughs> So we've talked about the global nav. We, that's really what Sarah talked about. Was basically all of us would have so many questions. We're just gonna jump in all the time. So from a global nav perspective, that's gonna come. The announcement happen at night. If I have already a global nav, which is a hub site, is there a conflict gonna be between the hub nav and the global nav that comes with the home site? Uh, let me let me sure I fully understand the question. So you're saying here is the top of my internet, which is a home site, and it's also a hub site. Correct. Uh, will there be a clash with the with the global navigation? That's your question. That's correct. So um, there is a there is a, our the the design approach is that there will not be any clash. There need not be a clash. So you curate the global navigation on your home site. So you can either choose between using the global nav uh, as the, the navigation provider, the, 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 uh, where the data is stored, or the site navigation itself. Either one of them can be used as your global navigation source. And it's up to you to have either overlapping links. So imagine the scenario where a user lands on the home site. They have a navigation that they see either in the form of a hub navigation or a site navigation. Those links can be completely different from what you see on the global navigation. In fact, we strongly recommend that the global navigation not be a 100% map to the actual uh, uh, navigation experienced by a user on the home site itself. Home site has a dedicated experience. There are dedicated, uh, you know, in-site navigation uh, experiences that might be part of the site navigation itself, whereas a global nav is something that spans the entire organization. In fact, it spans the entire digital estate of your organization. So you might have links in there to your line of business tools, important documents or important resources that not that's not necessarily tied to your home site per se, right? You can have overlaps, but Global Nav serves a, 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 slight, a different purpose than the navigation on the home site itself. And you, the, the way we've designed it is you can have these two things be separate and there will not be any overlapping. You will not, the uh, users will not get confused between where to go, where, uh, when to go, where. Perfect. Like it. Okay, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to reserve the right to ask a couple of parts here because you guys. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not, certainly not the expert on intranet and home sites, but I've, I've done a few. 
when you were talking about when you take a site and you elevate to a home site, the advantages, one thing you didn't mention, and I think this is true, is the SharePoint app on the SharePoint home page, like when you first log in, not SharePoint, but the Office 365 home page when you first log in, that SharePoint app takes you to your home site, does it not? Uh, no, it does not. No. So one okay. of the things that we were going to ship and we decided not to, uh, and there was a little bit, a little bit of a take back in in light of the global navigation and the uh, Teams app navigation and some future projects that I'm not yet able to share with you. The idea was that uh, you click on office.com, you log in, you click on SharePoint. It still takes you to a SharePoint start page, what we call as the SharePoint home or the SharePoint start page, where you will be able to see the branding and the shared navigation coming in from your home site. That was one of the ideas that we actually demoed. We wanted to ship that. I but, thought I saw uh, that yeah, yeah. So you're not imagining this. You're absolutely right. It used okay. to be part of the package, but uh, uh, while that solved the problem of discoverability of just that home site and the site's content on the start page, uh, immediately there was a lot of feedback from customers on we want more than that. We want that global navigation experience, the ability to have that one set of links or uh, my wayfinding uh, set of uh, links and either automatically curated through the service and the company defined set of links. I want that available across the organization, across my intranet was a big ask. So we had to rationalize which one were we going to invest on and get the maximum out of. And we decided to go with the global navigation being the better uh, outcome here and solving many customer scenarios. So okay. absolutely. So the, the best part here is once you have a, a global navigation setup, it'll show up in your start page as well. So That's the, good. The, you, the typical workflow will still work for you. You go to office.com, go to your share, click on SharePoint, start page loads up. You have that nice app bar showing up on the left, which gives you access to all of your sites and all of the company resources, including your home site. Okay, very cool. Um, I like that the navigation shows up on the start page. That is really cool. Yep, um, everything will show up in the start page. Okay, so my real question was going to be, if That's you, not your real question. That wasn't my real question. No, I was leading to my real question. My real question is, if I take a communication site, I elevate it to a home site. I curate my navigation there, as you said, in order to get the app bar. And then let's say I demote that site from being a home site. Do I still have the global navigation? So uh, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, the honest answer is we are working through those corner cases on how to handle this in the <coughs> most frictionless way. So um, we have encountered typically the recommendation for our customers that I, that we have published and we share through all of our conversations and videos is you take your time to build up the site that you want to serve as the top of your internet, and when you're ready to launch it, you make it your home site. So from that point of view, a uh, home site is not something that changes every month, every quarter. It doesn't, it, it probably does not change that much at all. And given the flexibility of modern SharePoint, even when you want to completely revamp your site, there is no need for you to build another site. You can build a different home page, a different looking workflow and experience right there on the same site and switch it out whenever you want. That helps the modern uh, SharePoint capability is that right in place you can, innovate and you know uh, mix and match a lot of these uh, web parts if you feel like it go extended with pnp but you can do it all in the same site well all there are, all of this is a roundabout way of saying we don't see the scenario of i have to switch my home site often happening that said 
technically it is something we support technically it's something we it, that's possible um, especially in the scenario where somebody does not yet have a communication site at the top of their internet but they'd still like to get the benefit of uh, global navigation right away and what happens in future which they switch around so we we are working through uh, the best approaches on handling that scenario okay the reason i was asking that question i think you alluded to a little bit was um, some organizations I've worked with, they have an intranet, but it's not in SharePoint or SharePoint Online. It's in some other system. Mm -hmm. And changing it from that system, which I would think they should, they should move it to SharePoint Online modern communication sites. It's a you know perhaps a political issue internally, or there's lots of people and stakeholders to convince, or you know um, um, budgets need to be allocated to change it and switch it and move it over. And that's just not in place yet. So yeah. they, they don't have the the internal will or budget to actually move it to a home site uh, or to a communication site and then a hub site. Um, and, and doing so, uh, designating something a home site is a, perhaps it's something they don't want to do yet because of internal political issues, or it might imply an intranet when, well, really there's an intranet over here and a different team manages that and we can't step on their toes because that would be bad. Those kinds of, you know, non-technical reasons for not switching over. but. Yeah, I, I like your answer though. But at the end of the day, we we want the tools that we build to be useful for real world scenarios. What you said absolutely could happen in uh, in somebody's organizational setup. And uh, while we want the home site to be the top of the internet, we also want you to get the benefit of having a, a global navigation. And sure, you can go set to use only the global navigation aspect of it and the rest of the site, nobody even gets there. It's it's the way you are using it. Uh, we will not say no to it. We, we're not recommending that you do it. We want you to go use all the benefits of having a home site, not just the global navigation. We want you to be able to take that home site and put it in your teams. Right? Something built on a non-SharePoint platform will not work as well inside teams and if teams teams is our uh, you know forward motion in terms of getting people to live and work and be productive on teams and having your internet on teams is a great thing and we hear from a, a lot of our customers uh, that that's a great thing to have and home site will allow you to do that so we want you to have all the benefits of having a home site but corner cases would be effectively handled great okay um, I'm gonna I'm gonna insert myself. You see how we do this? We're we're quick on the uptake. So but that's good. You didn't talk over each other. You waited. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I felt like I was gonna be ripped into pieces. No, 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 no. Answer me that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's because I'm from Minnesota. They're Canadian. We're all very nice. And ah, we all that's that's yes. Uh, you know, uh, that's why. But DC, I watched your session at Ignite and it's recorded and I would really recommend it um, for our listeners. The session is called Build and Launch a SharePoint Home Site Tips and Tricks from the Product Team. And it features, um, and you're prominently featured in that. And what I loved about it is that you actually gave practical design ideas for how to build a home site. And there were a couple of them that I found not only right on, but very interesting that I wanted to highlight. Um, one is you say when you're designing your home site, you can obviously build out your home site using sections on your page. And you said, don't go from a one column section to a two column section to a three column section, because it can be very hard for your users to be able to kind of walk through your page and eyeball through your page that way. You said, find a pattern that leverages two types of sections. 
and then repeat that pattern on the page. And I got to be honest with you, I do the same thing as I'm building out news pages. So anything else that you'd like to talk about kind of why you put that recommendation in place? Absolutely. So uh, that specific thing comes from our awesome design team. So um, as you know, we have a, an extensive SharePoint design team that's that's deeply rooted in how our product is designed and how what are the capabilities that build on top of the uh, SharePoint modern platform and how users can be effectively using it. And that's where the most of our recommendations uh, come out of the lookbook.microsoft.com. A lot of sites that we that our uh, team puts together. So the idea is uh, rooted in design. I'm, I will not claim to be a, an expert of design, but from my rubbing, my close interactions with my my colleagues, what's rubbed off on me is there are typical, you know, the ways our eyes move. It's, it's actually built on uh, human reading skills and human re uh, 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 feasibility research on and how do your eyeballs move and how do you read text that is running in one column from a different kind of text. How do you place images next to text, not top to bottom? There are all these uh, guidances that they actually uh, built into the product. Of course, with the modern SharePoint, you have the ability to do whatever you want, which will lead into the scenarios that Sarah, Sarah talks, about, talks about, right? Like have like a really big wide thing and then go to a, a double column, triple column, and then go back. So the, it's very hard to hold the attention of users and not have eye strain when they're trying to read content. So if you are bringing people onto uh, either the home page of your internet uh, or a specific news article as Sarah says, it's important to keep these things in mind recommendations for how to uh, uh, keep text next to images and the various sections to be used. How do you use the background colors of various sections effectively? Um, I, Sarah, I, I don't know if you're asking me for more tips or why we come up with these recommendations. Well, I, I wanted to highlight a couple of them. That was one, and I have a second before Mike takes over. Um, and Mike, I'll let you have the next question after this. But the thing that you recommended, and I'm actually going to say I was surprised at this, not because I don't believe it, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, DC, you want me to what? Um, because you actually said that in order to gain user interest and keep them coming back to your home site, you should change the layout of your home site page on a regular basis. And for a lot of people that have been doing that for a long time, right, it, it will make some people like, nervous now i actually like the idea of changing up your content because the worst thing is a static page that doesn't change because why would they come back but i wanted to give you a chance to talk about kind of the frame up behind that and and tell us more about what you mean absolutely so um the what uh two years three years ago we did a lot of research on what was the problem with the way internets had been designed in the past and the biggest concern 80 percent of users came back with I know what shows up in there. I've been there six years ago. It's never changes. The biggest problem is, as she mentioned, the static nature of content. And while the static nature of content itself cannot be proven, the point is if you don't even see the structure moving, you don't feel like anything is even changed in the actual news content that shows up in there. You f there is the familiarity, the the um, the the curse of familiarity. If you drive by the same road every day and you happen to just see the same houses, you're never going to pay attention to what's is this window painted differently. You wouldn't know that difference in there. So one of the things that we feel great, proud about and uh, like we're happy with the way our customers use is the fact that the home site 
the home page of your home site, the top of your internet, or even any top portal in your organization built on modern SharePoint, does the ability to quickly be uh, changed to uh, respond to your immediate needs. For example, I would go to this uh, Microsoft's top of the internet. It's called the Microsoft Web. We launched it uh, as a home site early this year. And right after we launched, there was this big uh, lockdown and the COVID hit. And the first thing I the the corporate communication manager, he pinged me on March and I'm like, dude, great job we did we're launching before because it helped me redesign the home page and launch it in three hours. And that would have taken me several months. I had to go ask somebody, they have to code it up, we gotta test this thing. We got that done in three hours, dude. That's just fantastic. And that is the spirit of what I was trying to say was when you have business demands, when you have important requirements that want you to surface something differently, you have the flexibility of having that in modern SharePoint. Just create another home page and make this the home page. You can quickly transfer between various versions. And it's also a nice way to keep people anchored on, uh, like uh, keep them coming. Uh, how do you keep them coming back? How do they know the content is fresh? One is obviously having people come and see something is new. And as I was mentioning early on, we I'm also thinking more about how do you take content that typically gets published in your top of your Internet to the people wherever they are. That is why the home site app in Teams is about bringing the home site to where people are. And the home site experience on your mobile app is and notifications and scenarios based on that is about bringing the news to people where they are. And you, recently you might have heard about the uh, news digest, the automatic news digest that gets sent out. Again, that's based on what is the news that Mike might have missed out that got posted on the home site that he should probably be taking a look at based on the intelligence that uh, Microsoft 365 is able to glean and then send you an email and that says, we know you, everybody's on email. It is an email that gives you all of the latest information and that lets people come back and see what's new in the entire site itself. So um, it's we're not saying you must do this, but it's a great way of keeping fresh things. But I will also uh, um, um, emphasize you would hate it if your streets and your uh, turn signals and your uh, you know left turns and right turns kept changing on a daily basis. You there is also something to be said about anchors. What are the page anchors? What are the navigation anchors that help people navigate and look at things? So it would be crazy for one day to your quick links to move from the left to right and you all you did was reorder uh, the links in your uh, quick links or do things where it's just done for the sake of making a change rather than a reason for why you are able to use that flexibility and achieve your outcome. So. Uh, there is a sweet spot in between where you're not changing too often, you're changing only a little bit, and you're keeping your anchor points in place so people don't feel like, oh my God, things moved and I don't know where to find uh, the things that I'm used to quickly getting to where I want to get to. Great answer. Mike, you're on mute. <laughs> there was some background noise, so I muted myself and I forgot. You almost lost your chance to ask a question. Oh. So I was saying this is the question, not the question I wanted to ask. So this is the pre-question. Uh, they stayed in that topic. Uh, I'm assuming, and the answer is yes, with the announcement at, at Ignite that you can apply, you will be able to apply design or a template on an existing communication site. I'm, I'm thinking that will be the same thing for the home site because the home site is a communication site. You'll be able in that topic that we just you just talked about that I'll be able to change kind of the design of, of the home site. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So, uh, but I would uh, caution, not uh, caution might be a strong word. I would remind you that typically the site design is something that we recommend get applied when you are building the site. Okay. You've created a brand new communication site as a site owner. You land on the site. We prompt and tell you, hey, here are the templates available. Go ahead and apply that because you got to remember the moment you apply it, it's applied on your site. When you have a live traffic site, you want to be a little bit more careful on what gets uh, what goes live right away. So you have an existing home page. So if you are trying to move something around and make a change on that home page, the first thing you do is make a copy of that home page, which is another page in the page library. Go play with that page. Make sure it looks OK before you go publish it and make that the home page of that site. Right. So there's the slight nuance between changing the existing site and the layout of the home page itself and the site design being applied at the time of site creation. That's not to say you can't apply a different site design later on, but just think about uh, how is this change going to impact my end users uh, uh, right after I do the app, uh, apply the change and publish the change. Very good point. So my question is, <laughs> is one home site per tenant? And can you give us why, uh, given if you're looking at a big organizations, really, really large organizations, worldwide organizations that have maybe different culture, uh, different departments, uh, why one home site? And how is that one home site working within Microsoft that you implemented it, given that you are a large organization as well as a worldwide organization? Um, so I will tell you, I will, I will answer the question you're trying to ask, and, <laughs> and then I'll go back to our motivation. So, uh, fundamentally, the reason somebody uh, would want multiple home sites is that they have uh, sort of a, uh, they're a conglomerate or they have different brands, identities inside an organization and uh, or they have a, a completely different uh, product focus area or yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to name company names here. But you call you call you can all think of a, a large uh, conglomerate of restaurants, and then you know restaurant A and B and C might all be owned by this blah blah conglomerate. But uh, people who work for restaurant A just work for restaurant A. They don't even know that restaurant B is part of the same organization. But they might all be part of the same Microsoft tenant. Those are clear scenarios that we've heard of where multiple home sites. Uh, uh, Clearly having different home sites will make a sense like the destination itself is completely different. It's it's bounded, uh, you know, it's like a, a walled garden between those things, except they share just the domain name or the AAD tenant because they're all part of the same tenant person from Microsoft point of view. So we are aware of that scenario. We are um, we're thinking about how to get that. Uh, figure out and what does it mean to have these different destinations? How does that manifest in somebody's actual experience? So again, the, the it, it's always about you build something, but then how do your users know they have it? Like where do they go to perceive the difference? And what does that mean is something you were working through. We, I'm gathering more feedback and you know, outside of this call, we all we, I'm soliciting this information on how do you think about various home sites? That said, I will go back to the first part of this a question of a large organization with multiple geographical locations and multiple cultural aspects and languages. That's where we have a rich public, uh, the, the content management system, the publication systems that we have. I strongly recommend using audience targeting and multilingual to have that one site 
look and feel and serve different purposes to different regions in your organization so regions does not necessarily mean they need a different destination i'll give you microsoft as an example we have that one site microsoft web that it it is the same destination irrespective of you working in india or um canada or uh in the united states itself the way we make it work is by using audience targeting and multilingual effectively so um our employees when we just recently launched it our employees in in canada when they log on to that site they read content in french it's the same url that they go to it's nothing different but using the multilingual capabilities of modern sharepoint our corporate communications team has been able to publish content in french and english simultaneously or near simultaneously and now when french users users with french language as their preference they log on to the site they read the content in french it it, it uh, because of the way we built that entire framework you know an english person reading the page can see a different image than the french person so you can actually have that level of a difference in the cultural experience of uh, people reading the same content so we are able to do that and when you think about india and uh, the united states uh, you know most folks in india they consume the content in english but they do they see different content because of audience targeting so we use we want to make sure that including the navigation and the news roll up experiences and the quick links experience we are able to show the right content for the right geography so when i click on menus or you know cafe experiences on my site it gives me the things that pertain to my own experience well nowadays it doesn't matter my menu is my kitchen but when we were all at work uh, you know when i click on cafe menus it takes me to my local thing and when somebody in india clicks on that same thing it takes it to what they were going to look at and that's the power of having audience targeting you know uh, well set up and uh, used effectively in uh, uh, rendering the content in our, in your home site love it so we have i feel like uh, dc we need to have you on another three times because um i I have 27 more questions for <laughs> Antonio, do you have a final question for DC because I know we need to wrap up? I do. Mike just stole my question, but I do have one more and I'll, I don't know if it's quick, but we'll try. Um, so DC, I was very excited about the announcement and apologies for the dog in the background. Uh, I, I was I, very excited about the announcement about being able to um, have a home site in Teams. Mm -hmm. um, can you just talk a little bit about how that works? So um, essentially, the, the the path is build a communication site, make that your home site. Once you make it a home site, the owner of the home site will have an affordance of saying, now I want this home site to be pinnable as an app on Teams. And once they do that, your Teams administrator will now be able to see that home site application available in Teams, and they have to approve the pinning. Once they approve it, every user in your organization, when they fire up their Teams client in the in the browser, or, I mean, I'm sorry, in their desktop machine, they will see the icon for your home site. When you click on it, if you have set up the global navigation, that will also open up. Or if you have the the just the home site, the home site will open up and show you content. And we've done a lot of work to make that a seamless experience being able to browse news content, go between the various sites, modern sites, inside the same frame of being inside in Teams. We did a lot of work to have that seamless experience delivered. This is just a straightforward setup experience. That's great, thank you. Very excited about that feature.
Hey, turned out to be a quick question and a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, I actually love that that feature. It's the best one out of all the announcements, I think, out of night. Cool. Oh my goodness, that's a strong statement. I um, know. I really love that <laughs> I'm a big syntax fan. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we went GA with syntax. We were super excited about uh, syntax going GA. So yes. yeah, um, I am by far not the I'm. Not the expert on that thing, but I've been part of uh, the team dogfooding it and taking it for a spin. We love it. That's amazing. Thank you so much, DC. We have loved having you on the show. Um, thank you to everybody who has listened in. And DC, I have a feeling that we'll be trying to loop you back in to be a repeat guest. Absolutely. I'm happy to do this as many times as it takes till we get to zero questions on your board right there, Sarah. That's <laughs> But okay, I appreciate you being a good sport at it. <laughs> thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.